The NBA trade deadline is two and a half weeks away, and for once, the Sixers are not the hot topic, but will they make a move? We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on Philly Take with RB. Perfect. What is going on, everyone? RB here. Welcome into the show. Like always, hit the like button if you enjoy this content. Subscribe by hitting that red button down below and hit that bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming coverage. We'll be breaking it all down as we lead up until the trade deadline. Surprisingly, it is coming up very quickly. For once, not a lot of Sixers trade talk. Not a lot brewing in that category. There's a few reasons. The Sixers have been good. They don't have a lot of flexibility right now and really... You know, a lot of their, you know, big contracts are tied up, right, with some of the main guys. So there's not a lot to really look forward to. However, if you remember back at the beginning of the season, the Sixers got rid of Isaiah Joe. They got rid of Charles Bassey. They left an open roster spot. And earlier in the season, Doc Rivers said, you know, come February, we are going to be active. So, you know, who knows what they're going to add? We'll get into it a little bit more as we approach here. We'll start off with a little tidbit from today. Actually, a couple of days ago, uh, Joel Embiid apparently has finally entered the top three in terms of MVP voting. Sixers haven't been talked about much. They are absolutely dominating in their last 22 games, 18 wins. And uh, NBA.com's updated MVP ladder has Joel number three behind Jokic and Tatum. So finally a little teeny bit of respect obviously I don't think Embiid cares about it anymore but he has deserved to be in the recognition because he is playing insane right now him hard in the team everybody is playing better and uh, this Sixers team is sitting at number two in the east by themselves so it'll be interesting to see if they go out here and uh, and make a move to try to propel themselves as you get into the second part of the season closer to the playoffs tough stretches Coming up for the Sixers, we'll see how it goes. But before we dive deeper into the trade talk, shout out to one of our newest sponsors here on Philly Take with RB. Happy to partner with Aura, a leading provider in digital safety and fraud protection. Now, when I went to purchase my last vehicle, it was actually brought to my attention during the finalization of that whole process, you know, the paperwork, that someone had tried to steal my identity and actually open a separate loan in my name and that right there is one of the examples of an issue that Aura tries to prevent. Aura is an easy-to-use app that includes everything you need to stay safe online by protecting you from scammers and hackers on the internet. They fight back against all of those little annoying websites that try to make your personal info public, and they alert you if any of your private info is found. They give you near-real-time alerts on suspicious credit inquiries, and they even provide their separate VPN where you can stay anonymous online and you won't have your browsing history and things like that tracked. So let Aura help you out. Take the next step in preventing your online safety by signing up for Aura. Go down to the description, click the link, go to Aura.com slash Philly Take to receive a two-week free trial of all of their services. Okay, let's talk about some trade news that kicked off the day. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. Trade season is officially here. Today is the day that I knew, all right, here we are. We're in motion, and the first trade of the season comes between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Washington Wizards. Roy Hachimura heading out west in exchange for Kendrick Nunn and three second-round picks. Very interesting trade. Looks like the Wizards are already blowing it up. Cannot believe Bradley Beal is still remaining there, and 
He's there for the long haul. And yeah, it's interesting. A former first round pick, former lottery pick, uh, just did not work out in Washington. And Kendrick Nunn did not work out in LA. So I guess it's a pretty good trade uh, for both teams if you want to look at it like that. But this will now kick off a series of moves over the next couple weeks. And when you look at theathletic.com, they have an NBA trade deadline big board. Uh, here are the top players that are apparently available. You know, Miles Turner, John Collins, Bogdanovich, Kuzma, another wizard, uh, quickly, Jakob Pertle, Gary Trent, the Raptors might blow it up. There's a lot of interesting names in here, but I think we kind of need to dial it back for a second and, and just think for a second, you know, what do the Sixers need? What are they looking for? Like I said, to begin the show, uh, the Sixers are playing very well right now, right? But obviously they're not going to continue playing like this for the rest of the season. So once they come down to earth a little bit, what do the Sixers need to address at the trade deadline? I'm I'm definitely interested to hear what Sixer Nation thinks. So let me know down below in the comments. But when I kind of think about this and getting into this preliminary research and looking at some different guys available, couple things to keep in mind that are very important. Number one, the Sixers are hard capped right now and they are, you know, just below the luxury tax and they are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're not in a situation with flexibility. So a team that doesn't have a lot of roster flexibility, a team that let's also keep in mind is looking to win this year, right? They've, you know, been adamant on that and it doesn't look like they're going to fire anybody or get rid of anybody. This is the Sixers core. They've had an influx of, you know, positivity recently, especially with Maxi coming off the bench. So really the Sixers are trying to make a, uh, a minimal type of move, maybe kind of fill one of the gaps to get them over the hump. Uh, when I look at this Sixers team, the two big things I see this year are number one, the lack of rebounding. And the Sixers are at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to rebounding. They need somebody that can just go up and hawk those boards. Now, Instantly, the Sixer fan reaction will say, Paul Reed, Paul Reed, Paul Reed. Yes, I agree. Maybe Paul Reed could be that spark. He is limited offensively. It doesn't look like there's any sign of the jump shot getting better. So uh, to be quite honest with you, I don't see Paul Reed getting much minutes for the rest of the year. And Montrez Harrell has been playing very well. But at the same time, there have been questions about his previous experiences in the playoffs. Will he be able to hold up? Who knows? Who knows? And it looks like Doc will give him the edge, especially, you know, because he's one of Doc's guys. But I think the Sixers could definitely go out and and pull in a rebounder at the deadline. The other, I guess, big need, or I wouldn't say big need, but the largest glooming kind of area on this team to look at uh, is a wing, is a wing that can be athletic, that can go grab boards, that can knock down some shots, play maybe some defense on the perimeter. Thibel is a guy that obviously looks like he has the potential to do that, but the shot is not there. And for some reason, even though the Sixers are 10 or 11 and 0, when he plays 20 or more minutes, he just hasn't gotten the bunches of minutes that lots of Sixers fans would like to see. So it doesn't really make sense. Um, and again, there have been some reports about them trying to clear a couple contracts. It's just very hard based off the situation that they are in. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen here at the trade deadline. I'm pulling up the uh, Sixers salary cap once again, because I want to look at a couple contracts here. I personally think, and again, there, there's a couple weeks to look into this. There will be a lot of more uh, news and rumors and stuff. I personally think that Furkan Korkmaz is going to get traded because you look at his $5 million. You signed that contract before last year. There's just no value. I mean, Furkan doesn't play, sits on the bench and, you know, I mean, look at all the guys under him. It's pretty funny to look at, but 
Uh, yeah, I, I think they're trying actively to move Furk on Corkmaz. I think that experiment's over. And the other guy that I could definitely see being moved is actually Jaden Springer. Let's call it what it is at this point. Jaden Springer is a draft bust. I'm not saying he's never going to be a good role player for a team, but he's not going to move the bar for what the Sixers need to get into championship mode. He's not going to work here. He doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. I don't see them trade uh, trading a Tobias or a big contract like that. Uh, I think it'll be very minimal this deadline. You know, the Sixers might even stay quiet, but something alarms me about that open roster spot. And I know Daryl Morey's going to do something. I just don't know what it is. But I want to talk about some of my trade targets. Obviously, again, still very early, but a couple guys that I was able to do a little bit of research on and look into that I think could potentially fit. Number one is this guy. Here he is. This is my top trade target, by the way. He's been mentioned in a few rumors over the last couple months, but Zach Collins, you want to talk about a career revival? He's had a tough career. He was a big prospect coming out of college, and then, you know, he had a couple quality years with the Blazers, and then, um, you know, he had a big injury, and he took a chance, bet on himself, went to San Antonio, and look what he's doing this year, man. He's been fantastic, averaging almost uh, 10 points off the bench per game. Uh, he can actually shoot the rock as well. What is he shooting? Uh, 37.5% from deep. He's pulling in almost six rebounds a game, and he's got a little zest to him, man. He's a little bit of a fire energy type of guy. Um, yeah, Zach Collins to me would be a perfect backup five for this team. Now, in terms of what it's going to take to get these guys, I really don't know. Um, it depends what direction their franchises are trying to go, right? The Spurs, who knows what the Spurs are trying to do at this point. They're probably entering like a second rebuild because what they're trying to do right now is not really working at all. Um, so yeah, the Spurs could definitely be active sellers at the deadline. Uh, Zach Collins seems to get better and better. He's still fairly young. He's only 25. Um, and you know, the Sixers might end up taking a chance on a rental guy, right? They might get someone who you really don't know or a smaller name just to try to get, uh, some extra production off the bench, even if it's not in the playoffs for the regular season, you know, maybe the Sixers go get a wing and they say, okay, PJ Tucker, take a couple weeks off, try to get healthy, et cetera. Um, Another guy that is interesting from the Spurs is actually Doug McDermott. And this came out today, a report that he could actually uh, be traded in exchange for a second round pick or two second round picks. And Dougie McBuckets, um, you know, his salary is a little bit higher. Zach Collins is actually very reasonable when it comes to salary. Uh, I actually have his uh, contract pulled up somewhere. Let me see. There it is. Zach Collins making $7.3 million. That could easily be matched with, say, a Furkan or a Thibel or a Jaden Springer or whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, Doug McBuckets will be a little bit harder, but still, he's a movement shooter. He can move around the perimeter. He almost kind of like a J.J. Redick, right? The little dribble handoff uh, type of shots. And I mean, Dougie's a sniper, man. So he's another guy I would keep my eye on. I don't think the Sixers will seriously be in the mix, but you never know. You never know what could happen. Uh, a couple other guys I'm looking at. Isaiah Jackson was a name that was brought up. Uh, a couple weeks ago, it looks like he might be a part of the Pacers core, but making $4.4 million this year, he has also been a pretty good rebounder for the Indiana Pacers uh, off the bench. And another guy, Jalen McDaniels, that people continue to bring up to me, uh, Jalen McDaniels averaging 11 points per game off of the bench for the Charlotte Hornets. He is shooting 34.5% uh, from deep. Uh, the difference about Jalen McDaniels, though, that people 
really are enticed by is the fact that he's athletic, right? He has some bounce to his game. You know, he can throw one down and uh, it definitely looks like something the Sixers need, right? Because Tobias is not a natural four with more athleticism that can rebound. Uh, and that's where the Sixers are lacking, right? P.J. Tucker hasn't really played too well all year. I do think he will get better. I honestly think they need to give him a vacation and, and let him get healthy. But um, yeah, who knows what's going to happen there? Maybe the Sixers try to go, go out and just get a pure rebounder or a guy that will bring some more energy to the team. Um, so yeah, may, maybe Jalen McDaniels is the guy. If the Hornets are selling, I've heard Gordon Hayward's up for sale. Terry Rozier, I'm not saying the Sixers can afford those guys. I'm just saying the Hornets as a as a team are looking to expose of some pieces or dispose of some pieces, even uh, Kelly Oubre, who I believe is injured right now. Um, and the last guy that I really like that I think will be available. I don't think you'll be able to get him. I don't know if the Sixers will have enough draft picks, but Sadiq Bay, you know, I'm a Nova guy and man, Sadiq Bay has a lot of upside for some reason. It almost feels like he is, uh, you know, been uh, whittled out of the Pistons rotation a bit. He's coming off the bench now, 14 points a game. And he's averaging uh, 33.5% from deep. But this guy can facilitate. He can rebound. He can do everything, really. He just needs to be in a better situation. Uh, I watched pretty much every one of his college games, and uh, I'm a big fan of Sadiq Bay. So another guy you could maybe throw out there for some wing depth. I think he would fit well with this Sixers team. Uh, but then again, these are just names. Who knows what the Sixers are going to do? Uh, a lot of guys out there, man. And just a couple weeks to go. The trade market is going to heat up. Obviously, the Sixers aren't going to be in line for one of the big names like a Kuzma or a Bogdanovich because they can't afford it. Um, so I would expect one move to happen. And again, if I had to predict, I think Furkan or Springer or both get moved in a package and the Sixers try to pick up some depth just to get them you know, over the top. Right now, this Sixers team is good enough to win. They just need to stay healthy and they need to be coached correctly. I think the biggest factor, though, is health. If they can stay healthy, which they haven't done, you know, in the playoffs, Harden and Embiid last year both injured and, you know, Maxie injured this year and other guys as well. If they can stay fully healthy, I think this team really has a good shot. But we shall see what they do. And we will report on all the trade news and rumors over the next couple of weeks. So give me your thoughts down below. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Be sure to hit that like button, comment and subscribe. And with that being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace.